Hello and welcome to Kicking Match. We're a weekly Irish League podcast. My name is Peter Cinnamon and no hyperbole needed, Good Friday's state of games delivered in a big way. Huge results at both ends of the table and we're going to cover it all. As title chasers slipped up and the teams fighting for their top flight life did anything but. We also asked the question whether the size of our premiership is right. Should we look at slimming down the numbers or expanding the amount of teams? We've only got four games left to go so let's get down to it. That wind blowing in your hair is no accident. The Irish League is in fact in the fast lane right now and it is genuinely a privilege that you've chosen this pod to help summarise what is currently flying past you and is now in the rear view. Are Lauren actually a game week away from potentially being crowned champions? Did the bottom three in fact pick up more points than the top three on Friday? And have you thought about just not telling your partner that the football is over for a couple of months? We could meet up and argue about summer football on Saturdays for the next while if you you wanted to pass the time. Look, I'll leave that with you as I welcome back this week's guest. A Cheshire cat would tell this man his smile's a wee bit extra right now. Hello to podcaster, commentator and member of the Lar Media team. It's Mark Strange. It's been a big weekend for all of us. Do you have any Easter traditions that you'd like to divulge and share with the general Irish League family? Easter traditions, other than just stuff in the face with chocolate as usual, but that's not really Easter tradition, that's more just like an everyday tradition, so no, nothing really too special or anything different, no, about yourself. I hopefully have started one, absolutely tanked my family a ticket to ride, like was ruthless victory, I showed no mercy, and hopefully now <laughs> they will know not to mess with still living on a high off you've, that. You've laid down the marker. I have, <laughs> but this weekend... Good Friday, Mega Friday I called it, where all the games either had one team that was hopefully fighting for the title or they were trying to work their way up, fight for their own survival. We go straight to your team. Dare anybody doubt them again? Glentoran come into Inver Park and they get swept away. You must be feeling pretty great right now after taking care of business and beating Glentoran 2-0. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of the chat during the week outside of Lauren was, you know, after the, you know, the disappointing cup semi-final, you know, are they, are they going to bottle it? Do they have what it takes? And I think the boys come in and show that they absolutely do. Listen, don't get me wrong, Ventoran, I, I was disappointed with. They were they were pretty poor, but business has still had to be had to be taken care of, and they, and they did it. It was probably I can know it's an old cliche, must win. You know, you know, from my last appearance, I love a good cliche, but. Um, it's a bit of a cliche to say it was a must-win. Every game, I suppose, is a must-win at a stage of season. But I really felt, even in terms of momentum-wise, um, you know, the cup semi-final. Yes, it was disappointing. Yes, Balmain deserved it, but he just he didn't want to have that disrupt things. But it, it, it clearly didn't. You know, it was good to see them sort of, you know, brush it off as a one-off and moved on. And it was, you no, know, it was brilliant. Great to see and a great, great atmosphere around the place on on Friday night too. So no, it was couldn't be happier. And you may be bullish about this, but from an outsider's point of view, you could see March wasn't particularly great. Within Lawrence circles, there was only a handful of goals. You weren't getting big results. You almost look back at that Linfield game thinking, oh, we really should have won that. You're coming into the split. And here come Glen Torn after thumping Porter down. Could they give us a flick on the nose? And could other teams catch us? You do your business right. And I don't know if you're one of the people like me at this time of the season where you're constantly refreshing your phone, expecting something to change positively in the other games that you have an eye on. We'll get to them in a bit, but you win and the two teams that seem to be chasing you in Linfield and Cliftonville aren't able to get anything. You've got a lot of points now. You've re-established that big gap. Do you feel there's a confidence in the camp right now? Yeah, I absolutely do, yeah. Like I said, I think from, you know, outsiders looking in after the Balmina game, you know, there was, you know, all the comments, like I said, where they have what it takes. And I know I've seen, I've seen Lauren beat every other team in the split. I know they're good enough to do it. You know, and I think everyone else knows that too. But it was just a case of how we're going to respond because truth being told, it was probably the worst, worst performance of the season the previous week. But to follow that up then with such a great performance and as you say, I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't keeping tabs in the other two games throughout, you know, as much as I was enjoying Lawrence. So to, to get those two drop points as well, 
and open up that bit of a cushion again because I know I still had the five points and I know had the not one obviously regardless of how where I went still going to be top but I mean you don't want to see that gap then it would have went from seven to three within two matches you know and then things start to be a wee bit a wee bit shaky but no it was good to see the victory. You touch on something there because you do have Glenn Torn who were going pretty well going into that game if all of a sudden the other teams have made that gap even shorter you have to go to solitude and we know the record that Cliftonville have there you don't want to give them any points at this stage of the season then you go to Seaview after that another tough place you had a string of tough games that you knew were coming up the Glentorn one at home had to be one that you marked as we absolutely need a result if we want to keep our momentum going how do you see the next few games going do you think the team will be coming in with bluster, knowing that they don't have to play so conservatively. They can go for it and know that they have this leeway if something wasn't to go their way. In the sense, it's the up to the other teams now to, to chase you. You have to get on with your own business. I think, guys, just, they'll be getting on with business. Cliftonville is a really difficult place to go. And that was something I think, was certainly in my mind anyway, going into the Glentoran game was, you know, this is... The five last fixtures, this is only two of them are home, you know, and you're going back to back to North Belfast and you're going to Solitude on Tuesday and, and Seaview on Friday, two incredible home records there. And so you wanted to be going into that with three points, particularly after the draw with Coleraine, as you can say, dropping points there. I, I think the guys will go in and play the same way they have done all season. I don't think there's really any conservative play on Friday night, you know, all gung-ho effectively going forward. And, and that, that's what's worked all season, you know, they've been been so good going forward brought lights out at the back as well which has really helped the clean sheet record is, is insane this season but I think everyone knew going into Glentor and it's a home game in Park behind them regardless of what them Phoenix Cliftonville did just to take that victory on into the next couple of games because it's another fortnight now really before the last home game of the season so you you want to be picking up points before you go into those ones for sure let's talk about the game Lauren had the absolute runaround of Glentor and you go to a pretty quick 2-0 lead but when you break down how it all happens you look back at it which I did Glentoran I felt did everything that you shouldn't do against Lauren they let you have the ball from deep they let you swing these crosses in from out wide and when you compare the Glentoran performance compared to the Balamina performance I thought Balamina flooded the box with men, restricted Lauren, hassled them up top. It felt as though Glenn Torrance said, yeah, 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 play on, play on, we'll catch you on the counter. But for me, I think that's always been a mistake against Lauren because look at both goals. They both come from indirectly across from the right-hand side and the second one's from the left-hand side. You let Lauren, and you've seen this a lot more than I have, we've seen it pinged in particularly from Tomas Cosgrove you put it in the box you have players like O'Neill and Bonus who are able to snatch the ball out of nowhere and all they need is half a yard they ping it in the back of the net now you have this new dynamic with Ryan running on and getting the ball and you're just so dangerous and particularly when as you said you have all these clean sheets you're so so stingy at the back Glentor didn't help themselves 2-0 down didn't really feel like they were ever going to claw their way back into the game. Yeah, I think you've, you've summed things up pretty well there. Um, I, I was disappointed with the Glens' performance, to be honest. Like I said, I thought they would have come out looking to give Lauren a nosebleed as such. But now that's three wins in a draw against Glentorn this season. So, you know, Lauren have, have absolutely had their number. But as you say, you know, up and down up and down the wings all day. You know, Michael Glenn, Mass Cosgrove, Leroy Miller breaking into the box. It was just... It was more like what we'd seen from Lauren through the you know the beginning of the season. Uh, I don't I don't like to keep coming back to it because it's it's not a memory I want to want to think too much about. But the cup semi final, you know, Balmain played it perfectly, and then I assumed Glen Torn watched that and thought, okay, that, that's how we play against Lauren. Let's let's do the opposite, you know, which was really strange to see. They were disappointing, you know. I saw their lineup, really attacking lineup, lots of power going forward, and I just didn't really see it. But Lauren Lauren didn't give them the chance. And truthfully, it could have been it could definitely be more than two. You know, a couple of chances went by the wayside in the second half, but um, thankfully that didn't it didn't make a difference. But I was really pleased with Michael Glenn. I think he's been playing. He's been fantastic since coming in. Bit of a dip against Balmina, not one of his better performances, but then who who did play well that day, really? 
you know, to see him get his first goal and set up a second. He was he was fantastic all game. And you mentioned me, Hulk Glenn. He almost knocked the ball. That's the bit of fortune you need when you're chasing the title. That almost went in off him at around 60 minutes. But even if that was to go in, Lauren looked unflappable. And they do have these big games coming up. All teams have big games. But when you have that cushion of seven points now, I'm sure you almost wish that Linfield Glentoran was being played on Tuesday because there would have been a scenario where if you beat Cliftonville and Glentoran beat Linfield, you're champions. You are that close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was it was sent into our, our media WhatsApp group on Friday night and then quickly... The, the sender was told to, told where to go. We don't we don't want any of that sort of <laughs> sort of chat just yet. But here, like obviously, it'd, it'd be nice. You know, you want to do it, you know do something like that as soon as you can. But bottom line is, keep winning. We'll win it eventually. Everyone's kind of aware of the, the permutation. I'm sure the players are too. But keep getting the next three points. You know, and what what will be will be. Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden does this. It's denying us a nice a, a dramatic Tuesday night, perhaps. You will be transfixed to the game on on wednesday no doubt you ultimately have to get a result yourselves but let's go to the other games we were talking about linfield go up against the top six side and on now six occasions they've done that the score has ended up nil nil it's the second time they've done it against crusaders they've done it against Coleraine and cliftonville at home they did it with you recently away when really that was a chance for them to pull you back and of course they also drew nil nil away to Coleraine this has been their season in a nutshell they are able to hold off teams but aren't able to go through the gears and get the goals in the big games there's six games there you add a few wins in there all of a sudden the swing would have them lifted up even more it's been something I've looked at they haven't been able to figure things out at the top either through injury or through changing formation. It's been constantly changing. And I think when we look at the end of the season, it's going to be these big games. That's what's going to have to change for Linfield if they're going to be having the Gibson Cup at the end of the season. This year, potentially, but clearly in years to come, you have to say, Crusaders, they're up for these big games. And you will know this very, very soon. They're up for them. They can deal with these big teams. There was a table done by Twitter user Red Hand, and I and I posted up on the Kick and Match account of what the table would look like if you just factored in results against the top six and results against the bottom six. Crusaders look really good against the top six, and Linfield aren't looking so hot. They're further down. And of course, you look at the other teams when it's against the bottom six, you can kind of flip reverse that. End of that game, as the minutes tick on, Linfield have a goal disallowed for an offside, which, to be honest, I did spend maybe two or three minutes writing a, ah, that's never offside, and then I looked at it again going, okay, it was technically offside, fair enough, I kind of thought it wasn't, but big chance missed, ultimately, and for Linfield, they're just, it's out of their hands now, they've got to hope the other teams can can do the business for them. You know that the obviously Crusaders hit the bar you know, for size three kick, but the amount of chances, you know, Linfield wasted. Jimmy Callagher could have had a couple himself. You know, if one he missed at the end, nearly from underneath the Crusaders crossbar, I don't know how he's put it over. But as you said, I think that's something that will Linfield look back on and could come back and bite them, is that inability to, to finish teams off. They're a strong team all over. You know, they're not second in the league for, for no reason. But at times, Linfield have been a bit streaky with their goals. Versus the top six, Lauren have 23 points in this table. Crusaders would have 23 points, so they're pretty much top there. But then you go to against the bottom six, Linfield have pretty much a perfect record, bar that one game against Carrick. Uh, they would have had 51 points, but they have 51 points. Lauren would be second with their 50 points, only dropping points in those two draws. Crusaders being joint top against the top six. The bottom six, they're all the way down in sixth. So there's the key, key difference and they'll look to change things up next season as they move along. They've got that huge big cup final, but it's against the bottom six side. Can they do it? We'll have to see. The other game which you were smiling about when it came to the final whistle, Cliftonville against their old 
niggly rivals right now, Coleraine, 2-2. It's funny you say about Linfield getting their goals and, and patches because they actually are the, the top scorers in the league with 70 goals. Uh, they've scored 11 more than Lauren, but they're not... They, they do come in these batches against the, the lower-ranked teams. Cliftonville are clearly a brilliantly attacking force. But it's clear to me, and you can see from the goals they conceded against Coleraine, I think it's in the heart of their defence, which they need to tighten up. Now, formations lead to different results. It can be high-scoring games and whatever. But Cliftonville have conceded the most amount of goals in the top six. When you compare Lauren has 18, Linfield have conceded 25, Cliftonville have conceded 43. Glentoran 26. Crusaders the only team that's even near up there. Coleraine have only conceded 32 themselves. And that's the difference. In these games against the Dungannon or against the Coleraine, that probably should be a last-minute winner for Cliftonville rather than pegging it back to being 1-1. It probably should have been a 1-0 win and put them to bed against Dungannon rather than letting them swing back and get the points. That's an area which they'll need to look at as they move forward. But let's talk about a player you know very well, Ronan Hale. One of the players of the season for sure. You've got one of them in your team as well. Probably the man he replaced really. What a brilliant goal. And you must say, if they can tighten things up at the back, you can see that Cliftonville have a really great attacking force there. One thing you're, you're certain to get if you get a, a Cliftonville match to it is you're going to get entertainment one way or another. They're a great side going forward. You know, the, the two heel brothers, obviously Ronan, like I said, uh, scored so many great goals for Lauren. You know, he's a guy who'll, who'll certainly go down in the Lauren history books. You know, those goals in Europe and, you know, the goals against Glentoran in the playoff last year and all this year. Like we know he's a, a proper goal poacher, but he can score everything. Like say, scoring goals from outside the box and then that game too, Lyndon Cain, that was a screamer as well. You know, some really, really cracking goals in that game. Those two have a real, real good battles in the league and a couple of seasons. So it's nice to see take points off each other. But um, but the sounds of things was really, and from watching the highlights of it, it was a really entertaining game. But could you imagine where they'd be if, you know, they were down in the, the 20s, you know, with, with goals conceded? You know, how many extra points they could have got because they score goals in bucket loads. But unfortunately, at times they concede them in bucket loads too. Easy for you to say there. Let's also briefly talk about Coleraine, who could make things interesting in this this playoff race because there's a 2-2 draw to get against Cliftonville and they have some big-time players. You're right. That Kane goal, there's no defensive shape that's going to stop a, a, a big humdinger like that. But Coleraine show that they're not going to roll over. They're going to be up for these big games. They're going to test themselves. And they do have big-time players, the likes of, of Shevlin and Co. And we reflect on their season slightly, and we'll do a bigger thing as we, we go towards the end of the season. Against the top six, they ranked in this table as seventh. So they haven't been able to do big business against the, the top six. That was really their problem last season. And they haven't been able to do it on the whole, be able to, to change that up for them. And a team that you look at and go, I'm surprised when I say that they are actually in the top six, they've replaced them, is Glenavon. I wonder, could they be a dark horse side for next season? They have more points against the top six than Limfield and Coleraine. Super impressive, according to this table. So let's go to where there was a lot of other drama. One of the results of the season. I could not believe this uh, as I watched it on my phone. After such a torrid year in 2023, struggling for goals, struggling for points, struggling for results, anything positive. They have been at the other end of a couple of absolute heartbreakers. Murray City go to Taylor's Avenue, needing a result, needing to come up big. They get an early enough goal from James Thielen. Then it's a red card for Ram McGivern right at the heart of their defence. And you're thinking, here we go again. An hour pretty much to play with 10 men hanging on to this one goal, trying to get something from this game. And then within minutes, they go up and get a second one. They shut out Carrick Rangers. We'll talk about the other results at the bottom of the table. That must be the biggest boost, the biggest mood lifter in a club that has been struggling for anything to shout about, feeling as though there's this dip, 
this falling away is a slow decline. This could be the rocket which they could attach themselves to get away from this mousetrap of relegation. Unbelievable result. Incredible performance. That is a statement from them saying we are not going to get caught into this relegation mire without a fight. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely right. They, they had a great start this season, you know, and then you said recently they have faded badly. Um, you know, you combine that with with Porter Downs form of late and everything, and you think, oh, you know, they're going to get. Do you say they're going to they're going to get sucked into this big time? But no, that's massive, particularly. I know we're going to touch on in a minute, but particularly with Dungannon getting a point at Glenavon and, and Porter Down getting getting three points. If you really don't there, then you know I think that would have been enough for Dungannon to you know hop in the tenth. So it's massive for them, especially as you said after McGivern's red, which I don't know. I mean. Uh, it's yes, it's, it is technically a high, but does I'm not sure. I can't remember who it was. The character forward does he lean down into it? I don't know, but um, I don't think there's any intent from McGivern. I think he's just trying to play the ball. But I suppose it's a, a rule book red card that one. You know, especially Carrick been playing. You know, Carrick have been you know hard to hard to beat at times this season. So he did fear for them slightly, but no, it's it's a great a great three points. You know, along the journey up from. From Newry to Carrick on a Friday night, and and they come away with three points there. As you say, hopefully that will. They are they're a great they're a good team to watch. You know, they took a point off of Alarm down at the showgrounds earlier in the season, and I saw them a couple of times last year in the championship. They played genuinely really good football, um, really good team to watch. Um, so you know it's great to see a good a good three points to them, especially too. I mean, uh, their their travel and support is fantastic. One of the best the best in the league. Um, so a great win for them all around good to see I loathe to talk about another team as being a confidence team but I, I think Newry are a side that has been lacking it significantly wondering what their place in this division is and they've been fighting and they've come close and to be on the other side of that ported iron result where it's a swing to make it 4-3 to think that they're potentially going to get something against the Cliftonville side who was Per back in their home patch and then at the swing back again Taylor's Avenue was one of the places that they probably look and go a point would really benefit us here but we know we've got other games to go with games running out for other sides that's a huge statement that must give them the confidence James Taylor with with two goals I have to shout out McGovern I thought it was a brilliant ball to him for what I think was the second one just to pick him out and Nuri go into these games in 10th they'll obviously want nothing to do with 12th but 11th isn't particularly a nice place to be either knowing that you potentially have lock all who've been a very confidence team dropping down but that doesn't look likely but a shudder goes down the spine i'm sure of new city supporters thinking the idea of a two-legged playoff against warren point with your place in the top division being at stake they want to avoid that so 11th is not some sort of and breathe kind of place they want to get themselves up in the 10th and be chilling for the rest of the summer as soon as possible and when you look at the table the team that probably hits the most is the much talked about Portadown who get a result at home against the Balamina side who were missing uh, the likes of Doogie Wilson due to a red card, McCulloch due to a red card, Dave McDade didn't even get on the bed. She was out of the side completely. They had no senior goalkeepers. They had a 16-year-old play in nets. Put on getting early enough goal thanks to uh, ex-Balamina man Cahar Freil. Put it on themselves going into that game knowing they need results. It's been confirmed now that their appeal has been dismissed, I believe is the term, and they're going to be without key man Paul McElroy for three games, two games more after that. For the Ports, it's clear. It's Dungannon and Uri. Those are the teams that they just have to win against or they can forget about playing in the top division next season. They would have looked at, like the other teams, Balamina, Carrick, Glenavon, as chances to, to crawl it back. But 19 points, Nuri on 26, that's seven points of difference. They would have been buzzing, leaving Shamrock Park, 19 points, Dungannon on 23, Nuri on 23. All of a sudden, actually, 
it is somewhat in their hands. But even if they were to, to defeat Dungannon, were to defeat Nuri, they still aren't 100% guaranteed because of these results against other teams. They are. They were always going to need other teams to give them a hand. But they really did not want to see <laughs> Nuri and Dungannon get results against those top of the bottom six, against Balamina, against Carrick. You know, are Carrick and Balamina going to give up three points to these other teams? They could do. And Dungannon are obviously chasing Nuri. But let's just stick on that Balamina game. We saw them be well up against your your boys last week in Lauren. But that is just... In the league, is it barely a win in over 10 games? Uh, like, two goals? The Dave McDade thing, perhaps that's just resting him for the next while. They were without a couple of players. It looks as though Portadown could have been home and hose at times. Portadown missed a penalty as well? How many penalties have they missed this season? Who do you think's feeling good right now in the bottom six? It has to be Yuri with 49 winning. If Yuri don't get a win there at Carrick, all of a sudden it's four points. That's really, really tight. I know that they're far from, from out of it. Yeah, there's still still plenty to be, to be played down at the bottom, but that, that win really could not crush Portadown's spirit, but you know, as you said, Portadown coming out of that thing and finishing 90 minutes going to have a big win. Then they go into the dressing room and see that Yuri have won as well. I'm sure that was... That was deflating, and even for Dungannon to get a point too. Um, you know, had, had had both of them lost, then all of a sudden it's really, you know, it's looking good for Portadown. They've been fantastic of late, probably in the past the past few weeks. They've been one of the form sides in the league today, but you wonder have they left a bit too late, just too late. Um obviously that win against Balmina could could propel them on with the confidence that they need. And like I said, if they go and beat both Dungannon and Yuri, which is completely not out of the question the way things are going at the minute. Um, they're they're well in it there, but I feel like that that's a that's a big win for Yuri. Can they follow it up next week? I don't know, but yeah, to go to go all the way up from from Yuri to Carrick on a Friday night and come away with a, a big three points. You know, they're in their, you know shift seven against Linfield. You know that game you're talking about against Portadown, the four three game. You know they've been they've been sinking a little bit lately, but. Yeah, I think I think they're the big winners there. Um, you touched on Balmina, like they were unbelievable against Lauren in the semi-final. Every you know they did absolutely everything right, scored two absolute cracking goals. But you have to wonder are they kind of in, in cup final mode um, already? You know after that semi-final, you McDade had been rested, no senior goalkeeper, a couple of suspensions. Um, they've been really poor in the league this season. Obviously, they've done enough not to be dragged in the relegation battle, but it looked for a while like you know they could have been pulled down in there. So um, them and Crusaders are kind of becoming the, the cup experts at the minute. But um, still, Portadown had to go out and do it, and and fair play them they did. You know, I I thought whenever they brought in Niall Curry, that was kind of them preparing for championship football next season. You know, getting getting in early on it, but they've made a real good fight of it. So you have to wonder how they left it maybe a wee bit too late. And to fully drag themselves out of it. Does anybody want to get into this European playoff? <laughs> I know. We have Glenavon, Carrick, and Balamina. None of them getting a win. Glenavon have been on fine form. You can see in their last five, they've won four. That draw against Dungannon. I know a lot of Glenavon fans were saying, we never get a result against Dungannon. They look pretty good. Great goal from Fitzpatrick. Dungannon have the ball in the net. It's then chalked off for offside. And then they're able to pull it back from a corner. Ooh, the thorn in the side of Glenavon. Those corners, the amount of times they've conceded from them has been countless. And that gives Dungannon a point. And for a team like Dungannon, yes, they're a lot closer to Portadown. It's five points they have on them. They'll be looking at this Nuri game because what happens there could really impact stuff. They've got a big game themselves. But Glenavon look really set now. In seventh, they've got five-point cushion over Carrick. And with four games to go, 12 points to play for, I don't think they'll take their foot off the gas. But after three losses in a row for Carrick, are they really going to claw their way up? And then when that eventually happens, where perhaps Glenavon get sealed as seventh, as it looks likely, Will Carrick still be the type of team that's going to take points off others? How will Glenavon play? Will Glenavon have their own little rest-up players 
for their playoffs, you know. So that, that's that's the thing about those teams at the bottom where they could get results against the other teams because they're chilling out. But actually, what, what a team like Bordeaux needs is those other teams to start taking points off them. At this point, we head up in the news, but really in the league, all the big news is the games that are coming up. But we'll touch upon the things that we're making headlines this week very briefly. Uh, first thing is, last week we said tally-ho to the bank that sponsored this league for a long time. And now we know that we can welcome in for three years at least uh, the brand Sports Direct, who will be sponsoring the top division of men's and women's football here. Apparently, they've said that it is worth up to a million pounds across three years. What that means, none of us really knows, but uh, every team is going to have little blue and red blocks on their kit i imagine for the next three years money mark good think yes yeah yeah i think so it's going to take me a while to use the, you know the sports direct premiership as it would be you know it's like for years it took me i was still calling the europa league maybe the cup um so yeah it's gonna it's gonna take a while to use that but I, i'm no no financial expert but clearly the, the powers that be at the nfl they they seem to think that's a good deal and i mean it's a big brand too you know it's a recognized one so it's interesting because Ultimately, the finances, will we see it, maybe not. They talked up the whole promotional aspect of this. There might be some sort of promotional connections in regards to that sports brand and the league, promoting the league. We'll just have to see. That must have been a part of it. Um, talking to outsiders who aren't followers of the league, they took the news as, oh, that's like a big brand, as in that... People have heard of this, they will have heard of, of Sports Direct and from people who might not follow the league and maybe it's from a superficial level, they'll go, oh, okay, that's like a, a, a big brand is interested in the Irish League rather than something small, like Danske Bank's a, a massive banking brand. But I guess people look at it and go, okay, that's interesting that, that some organization would like that would want to sponsor the league. So there's maybe a bit of that. Fair enough. Uh, money is good in the league. Hopefully we'll see it somehow as a fan. I don't know, and flashier things, whatever way it works out. Niffle, all the best, good luck, uh, use it wisely. Um, I thought I would touch upon, very briefly, a bit of what uh, your captain, Tomas Cosgrove, said. Hey, sponsorship's great, but the real thing he and others are after is money for stadiums. So, you know, I don't think any of the sponsorship's really going to change uh, much of the brick and mortar that is around you while you watch football. That's clearly a... A big pot of money that a lot of people are waiting for and that is out of clubs' hands. It's out of people who run football in Northern Ireland's hands. That's a different political issue. But yes, we're all still waiting for that money. But my final bit of intrigue, and it probably ties into this section where I usually ask people about their thoughts and feelings and opinions on Irish League football. Uh, Liam Beckett wrote a few weeks ago, I believe, talking about the idea of reducing the league the Irish League, the 10 teams in the top division. Warren Point's Connery McGreevy said, actually, I think it should be 16. Mr. Lawler says, 12 is great. Do you have any big opinions about it one way or the other? It's hard to argue that actually 12 has found its groove in the past 15 years, I'd say. That's pretty much it for me. Um, say obviously the split fixtures, you know, we've done, you know, six and six. I don't know about reducing it. I, I wouldn't be a big fan of, of reducing it. I'm not sure how, you know, I, did, I didn't read, you know, Liam's piece fully, but I'm, personally, I, I'm not sure how, you know, taking two teams off the league is anyway going to improve things or, you know, especially this season, obviously there's that, there's always that chat between, you know, sort of the haves and the have-nots in the league, you know, the full-time teams and the, the part-time teams. But I think that gap has been closing. We, we touched on it earlier, how, you know, full-time, full-time teams are, that was a tongue twister. Um, the likes of Crusaders, you know, the bigger sides as well, like Coleraine, you know, how they draw points against, you know, sides down the bottom of the league. So I think the quality's there. Um, even the top end of the championship too, you know, it's been, you know, said Dundella and Annie United, Loch Warren Point, you know, even, uh, you know, down the road from us here now, and Ballyclare have been doing so well this season. There, there's definitely quality there. Does it need extended to 16? I don't know, but certainly I, I wouldn't be a big, big advocate for, for reducing reducing to 10 teams, no. Um, I think the quality is is absolutely there. Obviously, there's, you know, every now and then there's 
likes of Nuri, you know, and the Windsor, you know, shipped seven, and there's, you know, big defeats here and there, but that happens in every league in the world, you know, and it can happen to, to any team on any any given day. So I, I think the quality across the league at the minute is fantastic. Watch me spin on a dime, sir. So we currently have 12 teams here. We all know how that will play out. The argument would be that you have a fair amount of teams. You have that format some people love. Hate the split. Clearly with the split that you have this strange issue of home and away games, which can get mixed up very slightly. But overall, you have a competitive to it and you have some teams that can grow and develop. And we, we all know what the 12 teams looks like. So if you were to expand it to 16... What you would be doing there is that you'd be creating more diversity in the league. You also potentially would help other teams grow. So you look at the likes of at the top four currently in the championship are Dundella, Anna, Warrenpoint and Lockall. Now, Anna and Lockall are from particularly small areas, let's say. Anna United is a small area of Portadown. It's kind of like the second team Portadown. Lockall is its own village and we'll talk about that later. Warren Point is a, its own town, not a massive bustling town, but it's probably the biggest of those four. And Dundella is a, an offshoot in, in East Belfast. It could grow its own community and we have plenty of teams in Belfast and that there. So the idea would be actually you would have more diversity in the league. You'd be playing against different teams. Likely if it was to be a 16, it'd probably only be a, a 30 game season. I'm not saying... The people that are proponents of that, it would definitely be 30 games, but it could be 30 games. And you would also say there is that because you have the likes of Coleraine, Linfield, Glenchorn going to Dundella and Anna and Lockall and maybe Orange or Ballyclare if they get up, Welders, whatever, Baldemar if they get back up, teams like that, is that actually you're then investing in those clubs more they're growing and that investment could grow teams in different areas rather than it's so hard to get to the top division. Then once you're there, you're having to stay there to try and get these crowds in. And look, whoever's not in the top flight from this season, next season, are really going to miss potentially Linfield and Glentoran coming and other big teams as well. But, you know, I'm sure many teams will look at the big crowds that they've brought to Dungannon, Portadown, at Warren Point, and they potentially might not be able to see in total the amount of away fans but they get one game. So that's a money investment thing. If you bring it back to 10, there would be a flip of that where you'd be sticking down two teams where you may have, right now it's Dungan and Portadown, where Portadown could help those teams build up. You have a more focused league in, in, in the 10. So it's actually more normal to be either in the top or the bottom. And then the, it should somewhat help the bottom lift up very slightly. It would be more competitive. And as well, you would look at the League of Ireland, which itself is a 10-team league, where every weekend it would be big games all the time. Yes, it would be repetitive, but it would mean that you're kind of constantly having big games against big teams. There's your houses. I'm sorry if you're either a 16 or a 10 or whatever league aficionado and you're like you forgot to mention this but that's probably how it would look uh but 12 probably suits for now but there you do have the little ways and how can you build up how can you make the championship feel like a more hospitable place let's just say because you have a lot of small teams in the championship really and with banger looking like they're about to go into uh the championship again congrats to them not confirmed but it's, it's pretty much on the way and you have teams coming down. What will be... I want to make a little remark on this. And it isn't confirmed yet. But if we do just dip into the championship very quickly. Local is currently first. They've been first for long stretches of this season. They're sitting on 72 points. It looks as though Warm Point's late surge. Which has been stuttering recently. Isn't going to take them to the pinnacle of the league. There is a difference of 8 points with 12 to be played for local looking like they are set to return to the top division for the first time in 15 16 years they've never been in in the 12 team division sometimes it's because actually they finished first and they didn't have the right license but they are looking to come up and i will steal the stat from other podcasts but if local and obviously this is northern ireland we are one of the smallest divisions in the entirety of europe but if local were to reach the top division which looks likely uh, they would be the smallest town or real village area, let's just say, to have a top flight team in the entirety of Europe. Stats, Mark. Stats. I love it. 
<laughs> Excellent. That's a great start. That's uh, fantastic. It is strange, though, that, that I know we're not one of the biggest leagues in the world, but, you know, you see these little, you know, places like the Faroe Islands and stuff like that, and yet there's not goals. It's still in the, still in the limelight for that one. I love it. Yeah, they've been fantastic. You know, it's, league table doesn't lie. They've earned every bit of it. And kind of what you're saying there, you know, touch back again that the 16-team league, I, I genuinely, I, I don't, I don't dislike the idea, you know, more, more teams in the top flight, but of course then you have the argument of competitiveness and all the rest. We could probably make a whole pot on that and, and just that one alone. But um, yeah, there's been some really, really good, good football played in the championship and further down, you know, that's, that's something I think that Northern Ireland has an abundance. You know, you even go down into the intermediate leagues and Northern Amateur, you know, there's really, really good, good hard teams in there. Um, I was down at Inver last week for the Junior Shield semi-final, Harryville against Ben Maligan. Genu- really, two really good sides. You know, a really good entertaining game of football. So it, the football in Northern Ireland is definitely very strong. Um, and I'm sure that's what people who are, you know, maybe advocating for uh, more teams in the league would say. But yeah, it's, it's great to see See Lock all on the on the verge of return. Who will be the team that they replace? Let's find out. Let's look ahead. Four games to go now before it's all over for another year. Tuesday, the eleventh of April, is when we will be playing. You're perhaps listening to this on Tuesday. You're perhaps listening to it after. But we look at these games, and there is so much on the line. As we said, uh, Lauren will go to Cliftonville. Crusaders will host Coleraine. Linfield and Glentorn will face off on the Wednesday. But just because we're talking about the championship and we were reflecting on the old bottom at the table, let's look at these bottom half games. Carr Coast Dungannon, Glenavon versus Balamina, which is probably the one game where it doesn't have as much on the line. Portadown host Newry. This is huge, huge, huge. So much on the line. I cannot see this being a boring game. I think this could be fascinating to watch, even from a little text point of view. I will be there covering this game. I'm really looking forward to it. I feel like it's the biggest game I've ever covered. Portadown going into this, fighting for their lives. Nuri go into this knowing that they could pretty much secure safety. In fact, they could secure safety with a win from automatic relegation. They could quite literally put Portadown to bed in their eyes. Portadown will be without Paul McElroy, but they showed they could do it against Balamina. Nuri go into this game, as we said, having played for their lives over an hour with 10 men. How will they go into this game? How will nerves play into this? Will either of these teams look at this and go, we just need to come out of this fighting? This is fascinating and at the end of this game it feels like there will be tears in people's eyes one way or the other i really cannot call how this is going to go no it's tough especially recently you look at that that it's seeing Portland come back for me you know or obviously earlier in the year you know that you know portland won at the showgrounds then had that result overturned so they've had some really good good battles all season um, but as you said, I think, you know, the way the split fixtures go now with, you know, the, the midweek fixtures followed up by the weekend, you know, what we're talking here is still a lot up in the air, but this time next week, you know, everything could be, um, a lot of stuff could be could be settled or on the other hand, it could be even more chaos. You know, like I, I think if you said a win for Newry, I think all but obviously secures their survival or they're not, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to go straight down. But I think it, that could, that could be the end of Portadown, you know, which would be a shame because they've been, They've been really good. They've really, you know, after a dreadful sort of up until New Year, shortly after New Year, they were really, really poor. They just couldn't, you know, there people had them doomed from Christmas. Whereas now, you know, there's the fact that they're still fighting here with four games to go just goes to show you how how good they've been lately and how much they have they have fought. You know, now Curry's brought in some good players. Um, you know, some of the, some of his guys from Dundella and others, you know, from from across the, the Premiership and Championship. <sighs> In terms of how it's going to go, oh, I mean, it's, I'm going to say a draw. I, I think it'll be a draw. Um, Which probably massive, massively benefits Newry in, in that situation with yeah, the draw. So, yeah. But how can you play it? Because you probably looked at this game a couple of weeks ago, which swung in the final minutes 
where it was three mm-hmm. two, all Newry needed was a draw, and poor Down we were able to swing it. This game has had spice this season. Let's let's be real. There was a yeah. there's a, I believe when it was at Shamrock Park, there was late late goals, and then there was a three nil victory that was then chalked off. And when we talk about permutations in in the league and and where we're sitting, that swing is the difference between Portadown being on twenty two and Newry being on twenty three, rather than it being the seven point gap. <laughs> it, it, it it's a one it would have been a one point difference change now now it's 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 seven so Portland will feel frustrated with that and will want to get those points back let's say in their eyes but let's look at the permutations Portland win that game Nuri would still be on 26 and that would then take them to this 22 points Nuri within four points let's pretend on Gannon don't get any points then it would be 26 24 22 that's dragging Dungannon in there. And you wonder if you're a Dungannon fan, what are you after here? Would you just rather, probably a draw, maybe? But the goal difference that Nuri has feels to me as as the way this goes, there is the scenario where Portadown finished 11th and Nuri finished 12th. It is unlikely, but there is a scenario where Portland go down and, and Dungannon can finish 10th. So it's it's two things where they chase. But of course, the other complete opposite of that, Newry win, they're on 29, 10 points. Portadown can no longer get 10th. Dungannon win. And then that's eight points would be the difference between Portadown and Dungannon with nine points left to play for. A, a draw, realistically, eight points you know, if they were poor down, we were able to drag it back and they were on the same amount of points. That's pretty much no use. There would have to be a, a swing and goal difference, which could happen in that scenario. But realistically, poor down lose and, and they're pretty much out. If Dungannon win, that would put them on, and this would be uh, again down at Carrick, which obviously what Nuri did. So they'll be looking to try and equal that. There's a scenario where poor down win, 22 points, they're bouncing. But once again, the, the smile is wiped away from their face at Shamrock Park with Dungannon potentially winning against Carrick, and they're in 27, 27, 26, 22. Five points still. Uh, it's tough, but they'll take it. And for Dungannon, they go to Carrick, away from home. Away from home particularly has been hard for Dungannon. Clearly at this stage of the season, they'll absolutely snap your hand off for a draw. It would put them on 25 points, feeling a bit about themselves. For Dungannon, do you just... Go for it. Yeah, I mean, my head's frazzled here. All these numbers being thrown out here, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you have to, and I think you go for it, especially like Luke Carrick and Yuri. You know, like we're looking kind of obviously Glenavon have not not totally secured Europe, but they're as good as you know in that playoff. Balamino you know, and Carrick have next to nothing really to play for, other than pride. You know, um, Carrick on a bad run. We've seen what Dungan have done at Solitude twice this season. You know, they pushed Crusaders really, you know, right to the end in the, the Cup semi-final. So that they're they're capable. You know, they're certainly capable, I think, of going to going to Carrick and getting three points. It, it's hard really to say, but I think you're looking an ideal sort of Tuesday night for Dungannon would be three points in Carrick and then a draw in Portadown. You know, I think anyway, that would be that would be my my feeling anyway. Final permutation here is that if, let's say Dungannon lose on on Tuesday, uh, Portadown get the win against Newry. Now Portadown, I believe, play Carrick before then, but let's pretend you single that out. If Dungannon were to lose on Tuesday and then in their game against Portadown, which is the penultimate game, Portadown were to win, that would then take them above Dungannon. So Dungannon have to deal with Portadown themselves, and particularly if Newry lose that puts them in a difficult place. But they have that game against Carrick. I doubt I'll be chatting to you. Actually, I pretty much guarantee I'll not be chatting to you on the podcast before everything's settled. And as we said, it could be all settled by the time I'm talking uh, to you guys. How do you see it playing out? In terms of the bottom, top, yeah. everywhere. At the bottom, bottom how's, how's it, how's it going to set it? Who, whose hearts are you going to break? I really hate to do it. I, I just think Portadown have given themselves too much. I would love, I would love to see just from a drama point of view. I don't think it's Dungannon, you know, no, no hate for Dungannon here, but um, yeah, well, I would love to see for a dramatics point of view, you know, Portadown pulling off sort of that West Brom esque, 
a great escape kind of thing. I think it'd be incredible to see where they've come from. Have they maybe left it too late? I think so. I think it could. I honestly think it'll it'll the way it is at the minute. I think that's how we'll we'll finish. Nearly ten, Dungan eleven, Porter down bottom. Uh, I'm gonna gonna stick my neck out and see that's what it is because I have a sneaky feeling Yuri might even nick a win at Porter down. It's just I said draw a minute ago, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see see Yuri maybe sneak a win. So yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna finish the way it is at the minute. Yuri Dungan and Porter down ten to eleven twelve. Even my head's frazzled. Yeah. I, 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 I feel for you, Nuri Dungan and Portadown fans. It's just so, so tight. And uh, we'll just quickly say about uh, Balamina Glenavon. Oh, it's spicy, but are Balamina going to be there to add a, a, a bit of feist to this all? It feels as though Glenavon win. They've pretty much secured themselves seventh that they really haven't already over Carrick. when It's really in their own hands when Carrick play Glenavon. Um, I have to admit, form team, yes, they uh, get caught out by Dungannon and, and it's a draw, you must say. I think I think Glenavon are looking good against the Balamina side, who themselves might not win a game for the rest of the season, eyeing up uh, that cup final. We'll go to what you probably want to talk about. Lauren, go to solitude with the title in their eyes it's it's it really is business end we didn't say the pressure's on last week it could feel like it is now a win for cliftonville would put them six shy of yourselves that's a long way to go knowing that there's only nine points to be left and cliftonville will still keep fighting because actually second place is key super key because we all know that third isn't going to give you europe so you've got a tough battle on your hands Going into solitude, would you take the point? No. Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, I think I think they are absolutely capable of going going and getting all three. But I think if come ten o'clock Tuesday night, you know, they come away with a draw, I, I would be I'd be happy enough with that. As you say, second second is a big thing. So Cliftonville, they're not. They're, listen, they're not totally out of it yet. You know that. You know, but I think even if they're even for second. You know, they've still plenty of play for that. That's why again I said that's why that's why Glen Tour for me was so critical. Um, because it's a home game, you know, it was one of only two home games that Lauren having split, and then you're going back to back to North Belfast on Tuesday, Friday, you know, which is really, really tough at any stage of season, let alone uh, let alone now. So we know the permutations, you know, we know what can happen then for Glen Tour and all the rest, but just if Lauren Long keep picking up points, which I have no doubt they're they're absolutely capable of doing. The long and short of would I take a point? Yes. I can somewhat foresee we were bigging up Mr. Roden Hale. I can kind of see him doing a humdinger. That will feel difficult for you looking on and seeing that. So many players have have swapped swap red shirts over the past few seasons between yeah. the two teams and Cliftonville will not want to get caught up into that european drama neither will linfield to be fair but they will see this as a chance to get points where other teams might not it's hard to tell with linfield are they going to knowing that maybe what happens here could impact them glentorn are clearly going to be up for this this uh game with those two so it genuinely is going to be a fascinating game so much at the bottom but i think cliftonville could be well up for this and they have so much pride in this solitude factor you know they've looked so so good that dungannon both of those dungannon results will really really hurt them it's a tough place for any team to go if you can get out of it unscathed uh, you will feel pretty good about it while other teams run out of games linfield glentort is never boring and it's going to be live via streaming and tv stuff on Wednesday, it's moved you to Mr. Biden's uh, fleeting visit, and uh, I doubt he's going to the game. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, if 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 you are Glen Torn, you've just lost the Larn, you've seen Linfield not not do it against Crusaders at Windsor Park. This, in many ways, is Glen Torn's one of their last final big cup finals. They embarrassed Linfield, I would say, in October with that huge win for them when they were riding high. A win here for them would make them feel good about themselves going into the split. I've used the word feisty a few times today, but 
this is what this will be. I will be so disappointed if it's two teams feeling sorry for themselves. Passing along the back line. I, I can't see it. I really can't. I think Torn were on Friday night. You know, I was, I was disappointed. And then there were there, there wasn't much there. There's, there's two Glentoran teams we've seen this season. The one that was at Inver Park on Friday night and the one that was at Windsor Park in October. You know, like they're, they're capable of pulling both out of the bag. And like I said, I think they'll be they'll have been stung by Friday night. Enfield as well, probably been stung as well. Hopefully, you know, I'll be able to watch that from a comfortable view after a win or a, on Tuesday night. But yeah, I think it's going to be a, it'll be a cracker one way or another. You'll be watching it like you're one of those people with masks in Squid Game. With, yeah. with, with a couple of rocks in a glass going yeah go you you guys just wreck each other there will you thank you very, very much you know I, I don't think this will be a pity party for either teams because Limfield will want to get Europe straight out and Glentoran there's obviously the rivalry between them but if Lauren do beat Cliftonville at Solitude which I think is actually kind of unlikely by just how good Cliftonville have been at home but if Cliftonville get zero points out of that Glentoran <laughs> beat Linfield then they're up again. We're getting fire numbers at you. Uh, they're then up. They're then up to sixty-seven. And in this race for second place, yeah. Linfield will be on sixty-nine, and then Cliftonville and Glentoran will be on sixty-seven. All it takes is for you to roll over Linfield and Glentoran to do something they haven't done all season: get the points against Cliftonville. At some point, I haven't got them all in front of me. And Glentoran are like, "Haha, no, it's still something." There's no playoff for them, so. <laughs> Uh, it is. It, it really is still a big game, no matter what happens. And then the other game, a game I always think looks entertaining. Neither of them are really feeling themselves. You look at the form table. Crusaders four draws in the last five. Coleraine themselves have had two draws and a loss in their last three in the league. I know you have big games in there. That's why some of them are draws. It won't really impact things. Fifty nine and sixty three. Crusaders aren't. It would take some run here with 12 points on the line to somehow close that gap of six points between them and Linfield. Stranger things have happened. I feel as though this uh, this will probably be one of the forgotten games unless there's something mad going down. But do, do you have a favourite out of those two? It is at Seaview. That would say you would favour Crusaders. They're looking a bit of a bit of form and a bit of favour going into their own cup final. And, and obviously, they if they don't get it themselves, they've got a, a playoff to fight for themselves. Corian have, have have tasty players and all you need is a big, another whopper from Lyndon Kane and woohoo, feeling good. I can see Corian taking something, yeah. Because you, you said they were, they were really good on, on Tuesday night. You know, obviously that, that lady Blazer tonight in three points at Solitude. And then kind of what we talked about with Balmain earlier, our Crusaders now kind of in cup final mode. I know that they're not completely, as you say, they're not completely out of the, the picture for a second, but it would take a lot of teams above them to fall off and for them to, to really motor on. They were solid on you know Friday night at Windsor, said Jordan Versailles at the bar, had their chances as well, but they they may be in cup final mode as well. Um so yeah, I I'm I think Corian could sneak something there for sure. Mark. This really is such a fun time in the season. There will also, of course, be a whole slate of fixtures happening on Saturday and and one on Friday for the stream. So will I see or be talking to you fine people before then? I all of a sudden have a notion that I hopefully will. But if I don't, I will see you next week and we'll see what happens one way or the other. But Mark, a pleasure to have you on. Good luck for the rest of the season and uh, enjoy it if Lauren were to win the title this is a, a fact that people will be sick of blue in the face this is the cliche of the next few weeks it would be the first time a non-Belfast team wins it for what 21 over 20 years 20 years something yeah 21 years so that's that's what we'll all be saying as we go along enjoy your week finish off those eggs and I'll hopefully chat to you very soon thanks Peter appreciate it have a good one cheers I feel incredibly embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I never asked you how your Easter went. How did it go? Board rush? Yeah, yeah, it was round. It was round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 
totally, totally. Well, it was good. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Tuesday's going to be good. Am I right? Talked about it. Looking forward to getting there. Things feel a wee bit up in the air right now. And if you want to hear about some of my musings, thoughts, random schedule updates, you know where to go. It's all on social media. It's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You just got to type in kick and match, all one word. And hopefully the algorithm will send you my way. Well, it should because that's my username. Also, a good way of catching up is going on, if you're a Spotify listener, is going in and hitting follow or subscribe, whatever the term is there as that will give you a little notification when I ping these up and I'm sure right now you want them quick and you want them fast and you want them while they're hot and they're going to be coming at you fast and quick over the next while thank you very much I've had an absolute ball cannot wait for these games if you've seen them already I hope they delivered I'm, I'm really looking forward to them until the next time I join you whenever that may be it'll definitely be in a week for sure all the best cheerio absolutely steal your week cousins easter egg Bye-bye.